Girl, let me tell you about your new favorite podcast presented by The Black Woman Social with your hosts, Nairiko and Adrian. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning back into another episode of Girl, Let Me Tell You. We're so excited that you joined us again. Make sure that you don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Black Women Social and check out our blog posts at theblackwomensocial.com. So, Rico, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Just trying to stay sane with everything that's going on, all the craziness. What about you? I'm doing pretty good. I had to go out into the craziness today. There were so many cars and I live in Arizona. And if you guys have never been to this state, no one can drive here, which is pretty ironic because this is the state that I learned how to drive in. So I probably can't drive either. <laughs> well. But yeah, um, I know it's like, yikes. Uh, I did go to Target today and they did have like a sign that was limiting people like families on buying, you know, only four items of you know, like the big purchases people are clearing the shelves out for. So I thought that was pretty cool. Although I did try to buy some Honey Pot products and they were indeed out. So shout out to the owner of the Honey Pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, just a super chill Friday. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to our topic at hand, uh, we'll be talking about cultural appropriation versus appreciation today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rico, what do you think is, what do you think about the whole cultural appropriation versus appreciation thing? So, so cultural appropriation versus appreciation. I think that sometimes it may be hard to tell the difference between the two. And sometimes, in my opinion, I feel like we're very quick to call something appropriation when it's not necessarily that. And when you say we, you're talking about mm-hmm. black people, mm-hmm. black women. Yeah. And and what, so you, do you think it's cultural appropriate, appreciation or do you think it's just, it's just simply not co- cultural appropriation? Um, I don't think it's either. Like, okay, for example, if, um, I think it was, who was it? It was Bad Baby or whatever her name is. You know, the Catch Me Outside girl. Okay, yes, I do. Okay, so she got she had gotten braids and like people were dragging her because she had braids, but like I don't think that that's cultural appropriation because she just had braids. Like she's not saying, "Oh, I discovered braids. I'm going to name them." No, like she just had her hair done in braids. Like, okay, like white people get braids all the time, but like I don't think it's appropriation that they're wearing braids. Yeah, I I definitely see that viewpoint because it's like if anybody ever grew up like hood adjacent, ghetto adjacent, (laughs) any of that, then you know that there's always like those white people or there's other like minority groups that are in those uh, communities with you. And it's like they're a part of they're a part of like, you know, that culture as well. Mm and so for me, it's like, I've, I'm kind of like accustomed to, you know, you'll see an Asian girl with some braids or a white girl with some braids. That's very normal to me. I do feel, however, in her case, it's weird because... Maybe she was a bad example because she does kind of act... Yeah, know. she to me, her whole persona is basically like walking blackface. Yeah. Although she, she doesn't you know, put on uh, darker makeup or anything like that. It's like watching a whole epi- a whole movie of Malibu's Most Wanted, <laughs> but it never ends. 
Like, that's what it looks like to me, honestly. Like, you look foolish. There's definitely a way. Like, dude, we know that we have a pretty dope culture. Like, right. And I think we're, we're like one of the most inviting groups, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's never like you can't come into our group. But I, I also think people try to assimilate so much to our, like, traditions, such as things as wearing braids and, like, the way we dress, bag your clothes and things like right. that, to try to try to fit in when it's, like, you can come as you are and we'll accept you without having to try to be like the way that I see it. Yeah. Mock yeah. Us. yeah. But I feel like, How- I feel like there's a percentage of people who think that they need to talk like us or mm-hmm. to, to be like in, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. like, no, yeah, that's necessary. so wild. Cause I accept anyone for who they are. You may see me talking to someone you would never think I'd talk to, but they're so much themselves. And I like I like having a good mix of people in my life. Right. So if you're acting the same as everyone I already know, I'm probably like less likely to want to be your friend or anything like that. Cause it's like I already know four people like you. Like teach me something new, introduce me to something new, and you can only do that by being yourself. So to anyone listening, don't ever feel <laughs> Like, you have to, like, change who you are to fit into a group. That that group probably wasn't meant for you anyway. Right. <laughs> if you have to change who you are. Right. Um, so, with that, um, what what's your definition of cultural appropriation for those who don't know what it is? Okay, yeah, we did go on a little bit of a tangent yeah, yeah. before defining it. I think cultural appropriation is just when someone who's, like, clearly not of a particular culture is, like, doing things and even like wearing things as uh, we were previously talking about mm-hmm. from another culture that is not even theirs mm-hmm. and not just that they're doing it or wearing it. But for me, what's, what's really cultural appropriation is like doing it just for the trend or the look and not having any respect or appreciation out of what you're doing. Right. I can, I can agree with that definition. I think that in in my opinion, it comes from uh, when like a more dominant culture takes from a culture who's experiencing oppression. Because usually the dominant culture they reap all like the benefits from um, taking from the oppressed culture and trying to make what's theirs something new or new, not really new, but like trying to make it seem like it's something air quotes, new air quotes around that new. they created when it's actually been there and around for a while does that make sense it does and i really like how you added uh dominant versus oppressed so that kind of makes me want to ask you do you think two oppressed groups can cultural appropriate each other um i mean yeah i think it's definitely possible like for example the like native american culture they have like the um, the headdress, and I mm-hmm. noticed that a lot in um, festivals. You know, girls like to put on that headdress, and for some Native Americans, it could be very offensive because that's kind of just like a sacred thing for their culture, and mm-hmm. like we're kind of just using it for a look or like fashion. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, just like you know, a dominant culture can take like we can also do it, but like I don't always think that we mean any harm by it. It's just kind of just, like, out of, like, ignorance. Yeah, and I was actually reading an article earlier, and it was, um, it was, oh, my goodness, I cannot remember her name. I'm so sorry. But she's, uh, she's, like, very big in the fashion world, 
and she was talking about how um you know when she was working backstage in like the 80s and the 90s they would ask her for one black model and she would say like how many models do you have and they'd say 26 and she's like don't you think it's a little bit weird that you only want one black model and so she was saying that they're not uh necessarily racist as much as Mm -hmm. they are ignorant like you just have to teach them and so I think that was a very good point we can't always like point the finger and just be like you're a cultural appropriator da 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 sometimes they don't even know so I think um if you do try to explain it to them and then they're like whatever man I don't care then you're like "Mm, that's a cultural appropriator (laughs) you can definitely like give them that title so you said we're so quick to call out someone for like appropriating our culture but like there's also I find that there's like this thin line between appropriation and appreciation and it may be hard to tell the difference so what does appreciation look like to you appreciation to me um I can't give like a definition but I can give Mm -hmm. you an example so for me cultural appreciation is if you go to like a Muslim dominated country and you wear the particular uh headdress whichever one is you know the most popular there you wear that in respect to their culture I think that would be cultural appreciation as opposed to right because you're appreciating and respecting the norms of that culture um I believe Jordan Woods she was in Dubai and she went to visit a like Muslim mosque and um someone in her she took a picture of her like wearing the hijab and there was someone in her comment saying like oh like you're wearing that for fashion blah blah blah. and she's like no I actually like went to a mosque and like I have to wear it to get in and she Mm -hmm. you know she said that in the comments and I just thought that that was interesting and I saw that as cultural appreciation yeah and although she did take a picture she was I don't think she did it in a way that was Mm -hmm. exploiting what she was doing and I think that's uh, another major difference between appropriation and appreciation, especially especially when the group who it belongs to is looking at it. It can be very uncomfortable to see someone um, like wearing or doing something um, and they're exploiting it. Because it's almost like, like, dang, like, that's my culture. Um, Like, please have some respect. (laughs) But I also think um, when it comes to the Black community, a lot of people don't see the things that we do as a tradition or as even having a culture. Because I remember growing up um, when we would have, like, multicultural day. And, you know, like, I went to school with a lot of people from, like, Guam and the Philippines and Mexico. So, you know, they would be able to tell us their traditions and bring different foods but it's like when it comes when it came to me I just felt like dang all I have is like fried chicken um and it's crazy because our culture here in the U.S. is so rich that it travels over across Mm -hmm. the whole world so yeah I just wanted to point that out (laughs) yeah and um I really forgot what I was going to say, but I'm going to try and make it make sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, with our culture, I think that there's a lot of what we've, that we've done, that we do now, that back then was kind of like a means for survival. So, for example, um, cornrows and, like, braids and stuff, that now is, like, kind of like a tradition thing and a protective style. 
But, like, back then, I remember you telling me that slaves actually used to hide, use braids and stuff and cornrows to hide stuff in their hair. So, like, you wouldn't think that something like that would have such meaning, but it actually has, like, a big significance. Yeah, and I think, like, the, especially now, what I'm seeing, um, I call it, like, the Kylie Jenner era, and I don't even know if this is just... I don't want to, you know, put the blame on her, but it's really just like after I've noticed the difference, um, you know, when she started getting uh, lip fillers and like changing her style, like now she has the the body and just everything. I've seen a lot of girls on Instagram try to copy that image. And like, that's, I think, where the black fishing came mm-hmm. from as well. You know, the tanning of the skin um, and people even point out all the time of like how Kim Kardashian's hands are so pale compared to her chest, compared to her face. Like it's three mm-hmm. different colors. Um, so things like that. And then uh, it, it's just I think it hurts us a little bit more because we grew up being made fun of the things that are right. trendy now. But it's it's only trendy when someone yeah. else does it. And when. Yeah, so it's just like, it's when you look at that, it's just like, mm-hmm. like, it's not a good feeling. I can't sit there and, like, praise you Right, for that. so there was actually this video that uh, we put out on our Instagram page today, and it was from uh, Refinery29, and it was a group of Black women talking about how they feel triggered when they see um, non-Black people, you know, doing things to alter, you know, their face, their body, their hair, their style catered towards black people and one of the one of the girls said that everyone loves black features until they're on a black woman and like Mm. that can be very hurtful because like you said you know we grew up and we were ridiculed and made fun of for like having big lips having braids like and being called fat when we were actually just thick (laughs) we were thick (laughs) and people call us fat so like it's very hurtful because we kind of felt ashamed of those things and now today everyone's just rocking it like it's like the biggest trend yeah and it's like we've been I don't even remember when all of this started like it's been going on for so long like the baby hairs the long mm-hmm. nails that people used to call ghetto you know the the darker lip liner um braids cornrows box braids our bodies our lips like literally it's crazy yeah. it's just it's just so fascinating to look at as right. a black woman but for I me I can understand the feeling of being triggered by that stuff like I completely understand mm-hmm. But I don't find that to be cultural appropriation. Um, okay, what do you mean being triggered? As in it being uncomfortable to see another group like imitating Yeah, us? like I could understand the feeling of being triggered by that because, again, like being a black woman and seeing someone else like kind of just thriving off of those things while I'm, while I'm like being shamed for it, I could, I could understand why someone would feel triggered by that. However... I don't mm-hmm. think it's cultural appropriation for me. Okay. So do you think it's something to like, mm, like a, to give a side eye to, um, or do you just see no problem with it? It's at not all? that I don't see a problem with it. It's just that I see that other cultures mm-hmm. now love what we have and what we do. So mm-hmm. they kind of just like want to mimic it. And, like, 
I mean, it's kind of just like a form of like, have you ever heard of the saying like imitations, like a form of flattery? Is that the saying? It's, yeah. It's the best imitations form of flattery. Best form of flattery. Yeah, so that's it. kind of like how I see it. And yeah, there's a little bit of ignorance behind it. But for me, like cultural appropriation would be an example would be, okay, so when Kim Kardashian had the braids and she started calling them boxer braids, like that, no, that's not what mm-hmm. they're called. They've been around before that. Mm-hmm. They're called cornrow sis. <laughs> so that would be cultural appropriation. So something that's been around for a period of time and you try and take it and kind of make it your own. And it's just like, no, it's been there this is what it's called. This is the history behind it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. But I think that someone yeah. just, you know, copying the style, I don't think that's appropriation at all. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, like people, people probably have no idea, especially the younger generations. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we, we got to experience a little bit of the nineties, <laughs> taking over to the nineties and two thousands. We got to experience that. But, you know, people who were born in, like, 2000, what, they they didn't even, like, in 2005, you're five years old. They don't, they didn't get to see anything before that. So they might think all of this, this all of this is right. new to them. But for us, you know, I see my aunties with, rocking the bamboos and, and the crazy baby hairs and the long nails. Some of them even used to, remember the ones that yep, used to curl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they used to curl underneath. Woo! Nah, ghetto, <laughs> but ghetto, fabulous, ghetto, fabulous. That was definitely an error, freaking error. But anyway, sorry for reminiscing. I'm over here talking about reminiscing. I was probably like four, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I think especially now and this day and age, because we are moving into more like interracial relationships, intermixing period within our mm-hmm. communities and our everyday life. Um, I think this is like new territory for everybody. So everyone's, you know, trying a little bit of everything. Like how many more Indian restaurants do we have now? Ethiopian restaurants. And so I think with that comes, you know, people wanting to try new clothes, try new hairstyles. And that's cool. But I think it's just, I think it's all about the way it's presented is really the thing. Because it's like no one's really tripping about you wearing cornrows or box braids because, how many girls have we seen gone to Jamaica and come back with their hair braided? You know, like it's it's not that big of a deal, um, but it's just all about the way that you do it. And so I don't want anyone to fail from any other um, culture that they absolutely can't do this and that we're looking down on them at all. But you know, the example that you did bring up earlier, like bad baby, like don't don't go in that direction, please. <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> please, that, that's all we ask of you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other points? Yeah. I just want to say like that the like the stealing of culture, like I mean, it goes back like years. Like it goes years back. So like I mm-hmm. I mean I'm kind of being a little bit ignorant. I'm only twenty five, so I don't know everything in the world, but I just know I don't know the exact dates, but I know back in the day when like you know, like black musicians would make music. And their music couldn't get played on the radio. However, their music was popping. And, um, you know, there's other white musicians who used to steal their music word for word. And it would <coughs> Elvis. <laughs> and it would get played on the radio. And actually, that's funny that you said Elvis because there was a song, actually. I think it was, like, that Hound Dog song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he stole that. 
song from a black woman, actually. And um, that's crazy because, like, he actually received all the credit from it. So that... Mm, the Not just the credit, but the yeah, money. Yeah, and I mean, no, who knows that... Her, I think her name is, like, Mama Thornton. Like, who knows that she was the creator of that song? Nobody. Because everyone remembers Elvis Presley for that song. And it's not, it's mm. not his song. It's like you have to dig into the archives to even find out that Mama Thornton was the one who wrote mm. it. And, and that that's not I know, cool. it's not cool. <laughs> and I think that that's why, like, our culture reacts, like, so, like, harshly when someone tries to mimic something that's ours. It's because, in my opinion, I feel like we feel the need to protect what's ours because it's consistently being kind of just, like, taken from us. And it always has been. Yeah, and, like, historically historically speaking, our not only was our culture mocked, but we weren't even allowed to, like, really be ourselves mm-hmm. in public. Um, you know, it was, like, ch- chucking and jiving, minstrel shows and things like that. Like, they literally put on shows acting like Black people. And now, and now it's, like, a complete one. Everyone wants to be Black. Not even a one. Like, being yeah, Black like, is lit. They're not making fun of it yeah, like, they're not making fun of it now. Now that's the cool mm-hmm. thing to do. And so it's just like, uh... Yeah, but it's it kind out. of like everyone wants to be Black without actually, like, having to be Black. Exactly. I think you brought brought up some really good points. And, you know, definitely some things for me to take away. Because I think sometimes I can be, like, a little bit too mm-hmm. critical of it. But I also think that that just comes from my own um, personal experience. So are you saying that I like, changed your opinion? No, I'm not going to give you that much credit. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No. And that's why I love having these conversations because, you know, sometimes until you hear another perspective or just like talk things out thoroughly, you don't even like particularly realize why you Mm -hmm. think that way. So what was your opinion prior to like coming into this? I'm curious to know. My opinion on what just quote cultural appropriation yeah like cultural appropriation other cultures like wearing braids like how would you react if you saw like Reese Witherspoon on the shade room wearing braids or cornrows well Reese Witherspoon wasn't a good example because I okay, love so... her um, I would probably braid her hair for her <laughs> so myself. let's pick the one you don't care about like I don't, I don't know no no I definitely under- okay. I'll still answer it but when usually I see things like that I, I don't it doesn't really affect me. I'm just like, eh, that's whack. Keep so scrolling. you're triggered. But triggered when I see those <laughs> braids. Triggered. <laughs> no, but um, that's actually funny. Triggered. Every time I hear the word triggered, I think of Janae Aiko. Triggered. Yeah. The impact Janae has had. Whew. Um, but yeah, I don't really think that. I don't. I don't look down or like it doesn't upset me. But it's just like, and, and it mostly is just annoying because not only is it looked down on, I don't even think it's necessarily looked down on, uh, like when we do those things, but it's just like not even thought of. It's like, uh, but it's so revolutionary when uh, someone else has full lips or baby hair or they get their nails done mm-hmm. like this, you know? And it's just like, it's just a style. Like it's been around for how many years at yeah. this point? It's nothing new. So. You know, if you're going to praise it on Kimberly, praise it on Shanae. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do a stereotypical name, but you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, 
it, 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 that's just how I feel about it. So what could we do? I mean, I don't know if there's even anything we could do. Like, yeah, because I honestly think like it's a little bit weird. Not yeah, it's a little bit weird to uh, go up to someone or like, comment on something and say like, "Hey, this is cultural appropriation." I think a lot of what we do need to practice is just putting our time, effort, and energy into things that we do like and do appreciate, or, or and educating. Just, and just like we said, a lot of it comes from ignorance. Like white people like I don't think they mean any harm by what they do or any other culture I'm sorry I don't think they mean any harm by like what they do they just see on Instagram like oh these braids look dope I want to put them in my hair it's gonna look good and they do it and they don't realize that like we're that there's um black women who feel triggered by this like they don't know and they don't mean any harm but just like how everything's on Instagram like hey make a freaking post that'll yeah. go viral mm-hmm. talking about the history of cornrows and braids like you know like mm-hmm. something i mean yeah you don't have to call anybody out but you can do it in a, like an open way like you said making a post because you know say if someone you do know or someone who follows you does something like that you know that there's like a great chance that they are going to yeah. see that post and they might learn something that they didn't know and even though they still want to wear braids they might go about doing it different or they just have that historical context now and so they're going to appreciate it and respect it way more than they right. ever did before not saying that and they not didn't call them boxer braids prior yeah, please. Or Bo Derek braids. Like. Yeah, she did try though. She did try to give cultural pre- appreciation mm-hmm. by being like, "Oh, my Bo Derek braids were inspired by blah blah Bo Derek." But it's like that's the wrong person. Right idea, wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> Who inspired Bo Derek? Like you know, you need to go back a little bit more. But yeah, I think we covered everything pretty yeah. well. What yeah, about you? I think that that's it. Like I don't really have much to say. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we would love to hear you guys' opinions. Uh, we do uh, have a post already on our page. So if you want to leave a comment under there, uh, you're welcome to. Or if you want to just like slide in our DMs, I'll you can. I love your DMs. I love <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, guys, thanks for listening. We'll Bye. talk to you guys later.